Welcome to the Craft Imperial Podcast, a weekly podcast about cigars, whiskey, and all the banter you could possibly want. You'll join your host, the Bourbon Cowboy, the Viking, as each week we get into different cigars, different whiskeys, budget, hard to find, unicorn, you name it. The rabbit holes we're going to go down, insights, opinions, conversation, new releases from Craft Impero, and anything else we can seem to let fall of our mouths that week. You guys enjoy this episode. Mahalo. All right, hello guys. Welcome back to the Craft Impero podcast. Cod pass. I was about to say cod pass. Well, cod pass. And we don't even need a lot of cod. The, 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 the pearl cod, but cod pass. It's a cat pass. Hey, am I uh, am I on the mic? You're on the mic. Oh, hey, Burby <laughs> Cowboy here. Burby Cowboy in the ones and twos. And we're <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> At least I didn't say cod. Yeah, I, I was I was going to say cod pass. And uh, this is good, man. We're down here at Grand Crew. Yeah, Grand Crew Scars and Soulard. In their kind of new revamp warehouse side. Yeah. Yeah, with their huge freaking hundred foot screen and palm trees and dude it's one of those crazy screens that's like the uh those led backings so like you could split it into like eight different screens if you wanted to you know what i mean yeah it's like that it's like what you find at a, like a dave and busters or a social house or or something like that but yeah we haven't been down here to crew i mean we haven't we've been down to crew we haven't podcasted a crew in a while and all the stuff that's being done we figure why not come down uh new location for the reaper They've got that out as soon as you walk into the humidor. And uh, big shout out, you saw the post we were putting up to uh, Jimmy and the crew down here for securing all these Tatuaje ashtrays for us. Yeah, they're so, fantastic. They're great. Gonna it's leave hard it. when you see one because then you're like, there's like, what, one, three, one, there's two, four. three, four. I think there's five colors. Blue, orange, red, yellow. Yeah. There is There's five. five. Yeah. So I probably can't get them all, but I like them all. I don't know if that red one's new too. Because I'm getting ready to get Halloween here soon. The yellow one's dope too, though. But that blue one, man, that blue one just owns. Yeah. Owns all of it. Colors. All of it. So we're down here at Crew. Um, we're going to do a new cigar we've never had. Uh, company seen around, heard about a little bit, uh, but never really did anything with. Um, I'm going to let the cowboy kind of talk about what we're starting with as far as the bourbon goes, but I'll let you into what we got going on the cigar. So we are smoking the Crook of the Crown from Stolen Throne Cigars. Um, this is a true Toro, it looks like. Um, being made with Master Blender. Um, let me get this here. I want to make sure I tell you guys this right. La -de -da -de -da -de -da. It's got a 10-year age Mexican San Andreas wrapper on it. Which is pretty dope. That that long, um, that long of an age on something. Um, the cigar company is based out of Virginia, established in 2019. Um, J.R. Cannon and Lee Marsh. Um, this is the inaugural cigar of the company. So much like our Cyclops that we called our anchor, the Crook of the Crown was the first cigar they ever released. Um, it's got a 10-year age San Andreas Maduro wrapper, Indonesian binder, and Nicaraguan fillers um and noel rojas is the master blender for this out of texas um so it'd be cool like the label you know the cowboy joke it's something he would draw yeah yeah it's not bad yeah it's 
Yeah. It's got a crow standing on top of a crown. Well, I'm assuming that's a crow, maybe a raven or whatever. It is, right? Um, Crocodile crown? Yeah. Um, all right, so we're going to get into that. And then I went down to the vault this morning and said, okay, what do we want to do here? And uh, I was thinking, we haven't hit Knob Creek in a while. And I have this bottle. Uh, it's a Knob Creek single barrel. And I want to say, uh, let's see, 14? So, I, let's see. Six. I mean, this is some old shit here. This is Longhorn Steakhouse. So what I'm thinking is, I bought it at one liquor store that bought all of Longhorn. Um, you got Steakhouse. it from uh, Trader Joe's. Wasn't I that that bottle? Trader Joe's. I know there was a bottle you were telling me about that you, or maybe you didn't buy it at Trader. You bought it. I think it. I got this to be honest at Bubbles in North Kansas City because. Well, we do have Longhorn Steakhouses here, though. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, this is like 14... Well, let's see. No, it's like, I don't know, 10? 10, 10 year? And um, anyway, it's a, it's a single barrel select. You know, Fred Knoll, Knob Creek. And I remember it being damn good. So I thought we would... Ooh, smack my mic there. Sorry. Cheers I thought for we that. would start off with that. And... It is to start our morning off. It's 123. Well, fantastic. Yeah. Why start light? Makes no yeah. sense. Cheers. Cheers. I like this setup. If you know, I don't know how many people are gonna know when I say this, but oh yeah, that's damn good. Um, here in St. Louis, there's um, a store called Hoods, where you can buy tile cabinets. You know they're they're pretty big on tile and cabinets uh, they do countertops and whatever but they have these these countertops i want like butcher block butcher block i wanted to do my entire kitchen like this and um i bought one you've seen it at the farm yep and um this is looks like what he did is he got some of them sand them down finished them and um so we're sitting on i don't know maybe 10 foot long and um, we're t we basically took up the whole thing. He's over here, I'm over there. We got our two tatuaje uh, ashtrays and then our big on-air sign. And we almost like kind of pro Yeah, you know, I really, I was sitting down the other day and I was thinking about, you know, we if really- we were videotaping this, this would be a cool look. Yeah, it totally would, totally would. You know, like, gotta kind of come up with a, a, a base studio, um, you know. Because uh, every time, like, we love traveling around doing the podcast. That's the best. And we're going to be at Lit Cigar Lounge the next three weeks in a row, um, pretty much set up in the same area doing, um, we've got Mickey Peg and All Saints Cigars next week. Yeah, no, I'm I sorry. Did you say we're doing this in a closet? Not in a closet. It's a storage oh. room, dude. Oh, okay. If it's a closet, it's a big-ass closet. <laughs> um, no, I apologize. Next week, we have Casey Johnson from Tatuaje Cigars, uh, La Atea Imports, and uh, Surrogates. He will be on next week. Uh, on the 7th, we have Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars. And then on the 14th, we have Gerard and Neil, the owners of Jake Wyatt Cigars. So we got a, a three-week run of just, you know, brand owners and blenders and things like that. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, 
but setting up like this is awesome, man, because there's no there's no noise induction, there's no, you know, it's it you do feel kind of proish, you know. Well, I just think this is radio show vibes. Right, I, I, countertop is it the right height? We're we're on high um, high top chairs, you know, and it just feels good. And if we were videotaping this out there, it, it just looks like we're set up to be videotaped today. But anyway, and, uh, I mean, I guess I could if I wanted to record it. Well, I was talking if we did like a YouTube of us once in a while. I mean, I, it out there. I could for the Patreon record this for the Patreon. Keep talking. I'm going to see if I can set this up. Anyway, so, um, yeah, the Cardinals did it again last night, man. I mean, the Cubs, although they spoofed us in the first double, first game of the doubleheader yesterday, um, I guess they're in the rebuild mode, but whatever. We're winning, and that's good. I don't know if we're six, seven games up now. It may just be five. But they're looking not too bad. I don't know. We got probably twenty something games left. Anyway, the reason I'm talking about the Cardinals is they're up on the big screen here. This thing is just huge, but it is. I can't wait to come see. Yeah, the I think game this here. is the replay from uh, last night. Right. Yeah, we're catching Chiefs games down here. They play. Uh, so if you're, if sorry, if you're on the Patreon, you are going to see the video recording of this. So that is going, Cowboy. If you see that, uh, it is pretty dope. It's it's pretty sweet. So. You'll see that, and it picks up the sound pretty well from here, too, so we should be okay in that matter. But, um, yes, yeah, so we just lit into these, these stolen thrones. Um, what do you think right away? Thrones. I wonder why it's stolen thrones. Stolen throne is the name of the dominant. Oh, that yeah, yeah, sorry, stolen sense. throne. Yeah, oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't mean to pluralize that. So they stole the throne. It starts off really cool right away. It's got a very smooth. Well, it's almost like it wants to be spicy, but it can't. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. right away. And it lit real well. It did too. You know, some of them you got to work to get them lit. And that's the other thing. Like I know you're a soft flame guy. Like I'm a soft flame guy. I really, really think you can get the one of the best lights on a cigar with a match or a soft flame. But it's just so damn hard to do because everywhere you're at, someone's like breathing on it or you're blowing it out. Yeah. In, in this event space here at Crew or the extension of the lounge, the fans are going, right? The AC is on, but there's there's no uh, like an east to west movement of air. You know what I mean? So when you light your, you know, it's just yeah. there, you know? Yeah, turn that down. Yeah, let me tell you something. Look at that, baby. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. Um, and, and speaking of that, yeah, going to Soft Flame over our DuPonts, which we gave a lot of love to DuPont, and those things just, I don't know. Well, my, this is a DuPont. Yeah. This is. But you're yeah, talking but, those minis. Those mini jets are, look, I love, did I leave mine at the farm? What color was it? The black one with the monster on it. Oh, I have not. It may be laying in the yard. Okay, well, I'll check. When I yeah, just when, if, you, if you check. Well, yeah. Remember where we had the chairs set up? Mm -hmm. I think it was on the edge of that, and then when we got done that night, we turned the music off and everything, and we hit I the, we hit the rack. I miss something like that, but yeah. I'll definitely look. Well, what I'm saying is, remember remember twice, I kind of, when I leaned over the bottle, I kind of knocked everything off because I wasn't okay. paying attention. Yeah. I may have knocked it onto the floor. I found this right away because, well, I, you know. 
I like that a lot. Yeah. That's like this one. I don't yeah. use it often, but I love it. And that's it. a Corona, right? Uh, yeah. Is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. They've I got like this that. one, and then you got another one that's got some inlays in it. But I just really like just the silver with it. Got like a little cross on it with a, some sort of early looking bead. Anyway, but the, the DuPonts, I love the Mini. I actually like the Mini better than the big ones. Yeah. I like that single, really powerful flame. Yeah. Um, and my other one, I've got a silver of the bigger one, and I the flame just doesn't seem to hit as well. Yeah, like, DuPont, DuPont's a little strange because, like, those mini jets and then the jets, right? I think, like, you know, and then I had the I had that flat flame one that I loved. That thing exploded in my hand. I told you about that, didn't I? I was bleeding it, and I went to and I went to fill it, and I filled it, and I was like, hmm. And I'm lighting it, lighting it, lighting it, and poof, in my hand, the whole thing lit up in the air. Yeah. Wow. And I was like, son of a bitch. Why so that, we not getting our pick of DuPonts for that? It got sent back. There's a new one coming. It got sent back. But um, but then like you go from you go from like the mini jets and then like the tall jet you had that you know you can get those for 125 to 300 right depending on what you know what model or what finish or anything like that. But then you go over to like the Defies and the Defy Extremes that they look like you know Lamborghini motors right. They they look super cool. Now that's the most rugged, dependable lighter that I've, I mean, I've literally seen those, like uh, Brian Snyder at Lit, I love this story, it's funny. His was working great, right? And then one day, you know, he got it fixed, but one day one of the jets wouldn't turn on, but the other jet kept going, right? So even when it was busted, it worked perfectly. <laughs> it, it still ran, you know, but then you have those, but then you jump into, you know, like th these. These are the um, Linnets. Is like the lighter model L I N E T. Oh. L I G N E T. You know, and look, and this this lighter right here. If you buy this thing when it came out, you know, it was like fifteen, sixteen hundred bucks. Okay, they make some of those that are thirty thousand dollars. You know, they're they're gold plated or they're, you know, what a, you know, weird shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I had no idea that was that big a deal that's pretty cool oh don't worry i didn't pay nothing i didn't pay for that <laughs> yeah i love this thing i thought you had to put a few coins down i did a few but not that many yeah well not not that team no no not that many <laughs> so, not that many put a little of that um knob uh in the middle of your hand and then kind of just rub it and get your hands hot and then pop it smell that oak berry very much. That is a, a great smell. And that's cool too, because like, I know you're going to laugh at this, but it's like buttery oak. It is. Like, but that yeah, could also be my, my, be my beard balm, so <laughs> it could be that too. But no, definitely, it really pulls the wood out when you do it that way. Now, I know you, you remember names, pronunciation, Spanish pronunciations much better than me, but um, I remember... I've always kind of done that because inevitably when I'm pouring a drink or something, when I'm shutting up the bottle, I get some on my hands. So I rub it and I smell it. And then I was watching, maybe it was in Neat, um, the black gentleman who, who's been at Buffalo Trace forever and his dad was at Buffalo. Oh yeah. And now he does tours. Yeah. Do you remember his name? No, I'm okay. not gonna remember his name now. Okay. Well, I know he's the most, he's like one of the most sought after tour directors now. He's just fantastic. Yeah. Anyway, I saw him do it with his people. 
you know, they all got a little in their hands and he said, you know, rub it in there and smell it. And that's the, that's the best way that like, that, cause I think that's where I saw it too. I think we talked about that before. That's the best way I've seen people do it. But I've talked to a lot of, you know, like brand ambassadors and like Fred, no, he'll, he'll tell you, you put it in your hands and you heat it up. Right. And then draw it in, you know, but I'm like, I don't, I never understood that one because that would almost be like, if you want to smell that, that's like pour the whiskey in your glass and then set the glass on fire and then smell it. Right. What are you heating it up? For? I would recommend it for like food, like smashing some food in your hand or whatever. Anyway. Well, it's like you've, you've cracked mint, haven't you? Mm -hmm. well, you can whip, you can whip mint, or you can clap mint, and then suddenly it smells like mint. Well, you know, actually, like if you go up to an herb, or herb, 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 like spearmint or whatever, and you just kind of rub the leaves, not like destroy them, but just kind of rub them, it, it it gets them going, and the smells come out. Anyway, yeah, that's interesting. When you said ambassadors. Ambassadors, like, yeah. When you talked about it, brand ambassadors. Yeah. We must be grand ambassadors. Why is that? Well, because brand ambassador only entails one brand or a few. Yeah. We cover them all. Well, this is true. So this we are true. grand ambassadors. I guess you, I guess you could pretty much say just uh, fucking legends, but you know, no, <laughs> well, kidding, no. There you go. Um, no, the brand ambassador program. As that's you can actually see the, the. There's not a whole lot of people here watching. This is true. This is true. I'm gonna talk about this like our golf game. You know, I go like into it nights. thinking it's gonna be the best damn thing ever. And you know what, as long as I keep thinking that, it's gonna stay that way. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, the brand ambassador thing is kind of cool. You know, you could kind of correlate it a little bit to like a cigar rep, you know? The only big difference there is like, you know, if you're a brand ambassador for Jim Beam, you can't sell Jim, you know what I mean? Like you can't go set up a booth somewhere and sell Jim Beam. No, no that's still got a coordinate for um, yeah. giving our praises or our doubts. Well, I think that's that's really cool. I, I really enjoy people that do that. Look, I know that, you know, I always joke I always joke about this. Like, you know, when you talk to, you know, you'll see John smoking different stuff. Everybody smokes different stuff, right? Uh, everybody drinks different stuff, you know? Like, we learned that in the, when they were talking about Fred No and, and Corky and all these guys. All these guys get together and drink each other's stuff on the weekends. You know what I mean? You can't drink your own stuff every day. You can't smoke your own stuff every single day. You know, it'll get redundant. You might you might start forgetting what made something special. But I want to say something, and I, I, I doubt John Huber listens to our thing, but on his desk, he's got like two cigar boxes. And I know one is the Mil Diaz, and there's probably a hundred rings in there. He loves that cigar. Okay, well then what was the other one? Was it like the, um, I don't remember the, but my thought is, is like, okay, now I love our cigars and I smoke them pretty regularly, but he's on it like every day. And I was wondering like, why would he smoke that every day? Well, of course he likes it, but maybe he continually is smoking them to make sure what he intended in that cigar. hundred percent. And I, I could, I, we could take that you know, to a that smaller level. Quality, that's what, but we have to be smoking our cigars. You have to. That's why. To make sure they're what we thought they were. On Sundays, I've made it this weird little ritual. On Sundays, I'll smoke one of each of the blends. Right? And then I, I pull them out and I look at them. You know, it's just like you in your humidor. When you go to grab something, you pull them out, you look at them, you know, make sure they're good to go, move them around, do the same thing. Right? Because what happens if suddenly... 
you know, now it's not rare that your pro, your palate could just change that quickly because I'm sure it happens. But one day, you know, you're going through them or you don't smoke it for a while, then you hop back in, you realize something's different or something's changed, right? Maybe you're storing them improperly. They're starting to get a little ammonia, right? They're starting to taste funky. You gotta be able to know that kind of thing. And imagine that on a much larger level, right? And then even even looking at crown heads, right? So take crown heads and then take, you know, Pepin or Ernie or Ernie Creo, right? That blends a lot of Luciano, right? All these three companies that blend a lot for crown heads. They got groups of people <laughs> that are doing that every day. Oh. You know what I mean? Constantly smoking the product, make sure the product is maturing properly. You know? Like that's why like when you when we get a test plan, right? Again, we're this is very small compared to what these guys are doing. We get a blend in, we're like, okay, cool. Uh, let's take this wrapper, this cigar, this size, bam, we get it. We'll smoke fifteen or twenty of those before we settle on it, right? And then we only bring in a small amount to start, so we smoke them a little more, and you make sure that it's going to stay the same as you smoke through it, right? Because your worst nightmare. This goes with whiskey too, right? Say this month you bottle up uh, JTS Brown, right? And this month we've rolled out the Reaper, okay? Bam, dialed in. Well, then next month that JTS Brown tastes a lot different and the Reaper got real mild, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you're not paying attention to that, you will get lost in there. And then it's gonna become, the consumer will become the victim of it. I stopped last night because I was kind of jonesing for some of my old boys that I haven't smoked in a while, <clears throat> which was the um, Oliva V series, the uh, Maduro Special, and then the Asylum Premium. So I stopped at Hill, because that's the only place I know that has the, unless I get them online. And I smoked it, and I was like, hmm, man, I haven't had this in a long time. And it didn't seem to be what I remember. But now the wrapper was pretty dog brown, so maybe that box has been in there for a while, I don't know. But maybe that's maybe. just me. And, and, and see, so many different other things. And, and in that case, that may be that your your palate's changed. And sometimes your palate changing doesn't mean that you don't uh, that something tastes bad to you anymore. It may just mean that you found other tastes you prefer. You know what I mean, like I'm sure the was the last bad. one I had was a Toro, and now I went back to my six sixty. To the sixty, yeah. yeah. Well, you don't smoke much sixty. And anymore. I, I know, man. It's like like I think the largest you smoked that that bit. twenty was it twenty. 20 calaveras the other day, right? 21 calaveras? Yeah, that's big. That, that was only, that's 56. You know? I know. I haven't seen you smoke anything bigger than, I, before that, that was the Cajono 21. Yeah. Like it's getting to the point now that I know what 60 ring gauges you're smoking. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't smoke them a lot anymore. It felt a little weird having that big monster in my hand. Um, yeah, what is the, uh, I was in there, Humidor 2 and I, uh, saw the um, lunatics yeah and the el chico el chiquito yeah and it was calling my name el chiquito. Hey, el chico. smoke me get a couple of these for the cough smoke me you're gonna be coughing get one of me anyway what do you think of this cigar dude i really like it about an inch in yeah yeah i like it it's a good smoke it um it it smokes great the um the taste on the the wrapper is good, and um, the construction looks great on it. Yeah, I really like I really really like that. Um, I've talked about this before that that I, I call it that dry spice you get. Not that the cigar gives you cotton mouth, 
That's not what I'm saying. But your tongue kind of dries out a little, and then you taste the spice. I have to tell you, it reminds me a little of the Cyclops. And it's, that's that wrapper. It's the I know it is. It's the wrapper. Um, but it also this also takes me into you know my ten year Miami's, <clears throat> and again this we're not comparing because not same wrapper, nothing like that. But that kind of spice that you draw in um, the RC series stuff from Tatuaje. Um, it's really, really remnant of uh, Le Carim from uh, Crownheads, which I really like that pool together. Um, and even a little bit of a, you know, Milano from Oliva. It's kind of cool how you can different, different cigars and you can pair that kind of stuff together, but I like it. Construction's good. It's got, it's a beautiful wrapper on the cigar. It's almost hard to believe it's San Andreas. It's not very, it's not incredibly dark, but that taste is there. That taste is there. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's there. That's why I called you last night and was asking you about the Reaper because I saw your breakdown. Yeah, when I unrolled it. <clears throat> and that, I don't know if there's like a real dark wrapper and then there's a little lighter wrapper. Yeah, that was the outer wrapper. And that's and why I was like, I, I'm almost positive this was a double Maduro. And then I was like, well, anyway, that's why I kind of called you and wanted to check because, um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I like to I like to do that when whenever the blends come in because it's 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 intriguing to me right like smoke through the cigar I think it's really a cool idea to be honest I smoke I smoke through the cigar we smoke through the cigar right like when we got to that one I was like dude like because when we we did that other kind of larger robusto like that five and a half fifty four one that had the Oscuro wrapper on it and we were like yeah you know I'm like what well, if we could just intensify like. We liked the blend, but I was like, make it deeper. Like, is there a way that we can just, I want, I want the cigar to change, right? But how do we intensify the amount of smoke? How do we make it build bolder? And that's where the idea of the two wrappers came from. And God damn it, man, when you smoke that thing up, when I was smoking it with Jimmy a few weeks ago, I, we were talking about the cigar. Like, I've always said there's a kind of sweetness into it. You know, I wasn't really sure what it was. And then it hit me. I was trying to think of what kind of cigar I'd smoked before that reminded me of the combustion on that thing. It's a smoker. Nica Rustica, the original Nica Rustica from Drew Estate, burns just like that. Exact same way, right? Incredibly large body, like it's a very full cigar. You know, if you're not used to that much smoke, you're gonna choke just cause, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, it's hilarious when I can retro the cigar for almost 30 seconds. I'm being dramatic there. It's, you know, like 10 seconds, you can probably just continuous flow of smoke through that cigar, you know. Um, you set it in an ashtray and you know where the Reaper's at because you can see the smoke coming off the, you know. I really, really enjoy that. Yeah, so far, man, I really like this cigar. It's cool. So there's three There's three total blends in there. There's this one, 10-year San Andreas. Then there's a Habano Oscuro. And then a Sumatra. And that's it. I think this that's what Brian said. The, this was the first. The other two are, came after. Oh, okay. Um, and then I, so I was reading. We are. We're, we're yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I was reading um, at PCA this year. They released the Ecuador and Connecticut that was called Phantom. Phantom of the Queen, Queen's Phantom, something like that, I believe. I try not to look this stuff up. I just I wanted to make sure. Um, Stolen Throne's one of those companies that I, and I honestly, to be honest, I got Stolen Throne and Blackbird mixed up for a while. I like Blackbird. Because, you know, the crow and everything, yeah. when I would see these, you know, like 
um, the cigar groups on social media would have them. You know, like uh, Luxury Cigar Club, you know, to name one, or, or My Cigar Pack, or, or whatever they are. You'd see them laid out. Sir Louis does a lot of them. You'd see them laid out, and then there was Blackbird, and mixed in there, there was, you know, Crook of the Crown. And I, I got those confused as if they were the same company. So seeing them separate was, was cool for me, which I liked that. And it is a good cigar. It's got a good, yeah, good build really to like it. Yeah, I really like it. It really does. It's a solid build to it. Yeah. Um, it's good. It's tasty. It's a good cigar. We've like had Blackbird on. Maybe we do Blackbird sometime or soon too. We should. We've smoked it because you got yeah. the. You had this. We smoked it at the. Uh, I had the cuckoo. The championship our, game at, uh, at Maddie Ice's house. Yeah. Because I had, I had the crow. Right. The crow's the purple black label. Yeah, purple you label. know my company's called Raven. Raven Contracting. Contracting. Yeah. So, I have never had the Raven. I've only had the Crow. I, I don't think the Raven. What did was, I have? Because didn't you get there, like a five? I did pack? look it up. There is a Raven, but they didn't have it. Oh, okay. There was like a Cuckoo, um, the Crow, Wicked. Maybe there was one called Wicked or something. Maybe. Anyway. I, I don't, yeah, I don't. I don't know fully, but yeah, we could definitely take a look at that. You guys ever? You ever been somewhere? You know, a lot. You've hung out all the time, and, and you're looking around, and you just realize new things there's a poster over there of frankenstein with a cigar and a rocks glass yeah, in his hand earlier yeah gonna gonna need that it's hilarious um yeah man i'm starting to get fired up we played golf yesterday and brian hit a wicked shot through them trees I hit a wicked shot through the trees, only it hit a branch and came straight down. Yeah, I love that. That was awesome. I know. You saw it, because so you give me props, it was a good shot. It was a good shot. Lab. And then, um, but like like always, the main difference of me and you yesterday, we both started out like, we were like, shh, don't say anything. Both of our drives went fairly well, way down the fairway in the middle, and our shots that first was great and we were like don't say nothing don't say nothing and that that then we hit trees on the next one yeah yeah overall, we did overall there was a lot of promise there was some hard holes that we've always had trouble with that we played really well yesterday i mean seriously that one shot on that par three over the lake i dropped that about and i, I don't want to over exaggerate you were five, that no no it's less than that Less than that. You were realistically probably three, four feet. And I just rimmed the cup or I would have had it. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, Realistic, it I mean, you were thing. inside. I mean, it was it was really close. Yeah. It was really close. It was a really good shot. But anyway, it was a beautiful day. We had some lunch together, and then here we are back at it this morning. Yeah, we got a busy few weeks coming up, man. I'm headed out to the friggin' woods this weekend. So. Yeah. Lots of yeah, time with my lots course. of time with my book, my dogs, sleeping in the old truck, and and the wine, of course, and and who else? Wine. I was gonna say your girl. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wine, yeah. What'd you call her? Wine. Wine. Yeah. Wine. Wine. Yeah. I'll explain it to you. Okay. Well, that threw me off guard. Now he's throwing wine shit out. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Look at this, man. Look at that. Ass yeah, I just I just dropped mine, dude. 
But was it cur was it kind of going? Yeah, little you piente, know. What do they call that? Pientes? Is this is it piotos? <laughs> I don't know, but you know those where your penis has a, like a curvature. Uh, so I just got a podcast question from uh, Scooby Drew. Oh. How many licks does it take to get the center of a Tootsie Pop? Do you remember those commercials with yeah, the owl? One, An two. owl. <laughs> and he was like three, maybe, because he licked it, licked it, and then bit it and ate it all up. Yeah. It was I, an old owl. It was like, yeah. He'd be like, one, two. <laughs> Um, all right, now here's here's a, here's a fun uh, fun question. Um, well, Brian, I'm gonna answer yours first. Uh, Elvis is not really dead. Uh, you can walk down any street you want in most of this country and find an Elvis somewhere. So, um, yeah, that's. I wanna I wanna start with this one. Oh, but let me before you jump onto the next one. Oh, are you dude? Did you spill on the butcher block? Oh my god. And. This, well, whatever. Okay. Amateur so, uh, hour. Were you an Elvis fan? I mean, like when I wasn't alive and he I was. I don't care. No, I'm an Elvis fan. Yeah. The whole thing. Yeah. Eh. I like no. Okay, how do I say this? I like Elvis music. I don't know that I'm a. I would not say. Remember when we had the Deadhead conversation? Yeah. Look, I like some Grateful Dead. I'm not like a huge Grateful Dead fan. You know, I'm. There That's are some. Fair. There are some Elvis songs that look. I love them, dude. They've been, they've been used in, in memorable moments in my life, or movies I remember, or shows and things like that. Um, it. This stuff kind of bothered me. And by the way, I just saw this. I just went and saw the movie Elvis. But I don't think people really understood that when he was at that hotel, I don't know if it's called the International or whatever. Yeah. And uh, the colonel basically held him hostage there to cover his gambling debts. Yeah, I oh, heard what about was all that. this. Oh, oh that shit. You know what I'm saying? Well, so like he I was in martial arts. There was a time where he became really good friends with some martial arts guy. Yeah. And he carried the gun because probably, the colonel probably, got him on all this shit. Yeah. That he couldn't go out of the country because there was a security risk there after. Yeah. So, so I want to finish that part. I I wouldn't say I'm an Elvis fan. I like some of his music, right? I could give a shit less about the uh, uh, the hip shit. I don't care. Um, will I go to an Elvis reenactment? No, like that doesn't bother me, right? It's um, kind of like the Beatles too. I mean, I like the Beatles. There's some of their songs I, I find really good, and okay. even the Stones. Look, this is funny. We have never answered this question on the podcast. We've joked about it all the time, okay? Okay. Here we go. Why does the bourbon cowboy drink Tito's and soda? Well, that's got to be Andrew asking that question. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> yeah. No, people have noticed it for sure. <laughs> hey, listen, man, the bourbon cowboy just can't be pumping the bourbon any 24-7. You know, I do have a full-time uh, full job, and I have to drive. The Tito's is like, you know, healthy, and it's kind of like water, you know. So those are the in-betweens. That's kind of like, you know, water. So that's kind of, you know, got to watch it. Can't be on the bourbon all the time. All right, this will be a fun one. This leads into a couple of different questions, but this will be cool to hear from you and I, just because, for example, I smoke some of these. You don't smoke some of these, like preferred sizes on things. How long do you think a Vitola on a cigar should last? 
So for example, if you're smoking a Lancero, a True Toro, so a True Toro anywhere between 650 or 6,552, just depends on you know who's rolling it out. I think that's a real hard question to answer. Okay, so let's do it this way because you do smoke these two sizes. How long should a Toro or a 660 take to smoke? Okay, well, so there's a lot of ways to answer this question in my experience. Um, first of all, unconsciously, I'm not a one puffer. Like I, you know, I think because I'm always wanting to stoke my cigar, I probably fill my mouth up, I pump it a couple times. Um, and I don't think I'm a fast smoker, but, um, and then I think the construction of the cigar has a lot to do with it too. I mean, so I think it's, it's hard. Now we can give a general. I mean, I think a 660 or a Toro, I mean, you're looking at least 45 minutes to an hour, I think. But I think it would also have to do with the construction because there are some cigars that are, are extremely small. For example, like um, the Laydown. And some of these that are that size, maybe that's a true Robusto size. You think these are gonna smoke quicker? And you'll be banging them on an hour. Yeah, even, I, the, even the, um, the buckshot size of the Wars, yeah, you're in that 45 minutes. Easy. Yeah, I, I, I do think in between there, mm -hmm. you, we need to go ahead and kill that old adage that size matters in a cigar. Does Look, it? if you're dying, if you're diving in to do tasting, you know, and you want to pick up more wrapper, yes, then obviously you want to smoke a Lancero or a Corona versus you know a 660 or an 880. Okay, but. I tell you right now, if you're smoking an 880 and you're smoking a Toro, those cigars could cook at the same amount of time, right? Um, and then aren't you based on size? You know, again, it, and it's all going to come down to how you smoke, okay? Uh, because I can take, I can take a True Robusto, or I can take a Lancero, and I can smoke it for five hours if I want to. You know, I could with minimal relighting. You know, if you're if you're taking your time on it, you know, taking time on a cigar, you make a cigar to, last. That's kind of a commitment. No, it is. It is. I'm saying that, but yeah. I, I think that I think on average across a board, I don't think there's such a thing. I don't care what size a cigar is. I don't think there's such thing as smoking it in under 40 minutes. I just don't. You know, and I think that leads into a follow up that we could talk about. Why is it important not to smoke fast? If well, you're just, well, yeah, let's go ahead and start there. It's not a cigarette and it's not meant to be smoked fast. Okay. When you buy a cigar, you're committing to the product. You've got to commit to the time of it. But the main point here is the reason you don't want, look, if you force yourself to just draw, 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 and just keep, keep pushing that fire and building up the heat through that cigar, you're no longer, I was trying to explain this the other day. There's a big difference between smoking tobacco and burning tobacco, right? I know that's kind of crazy because you got to set it on fire, but you can, you know, I compare it to slow cooking and searing, okay? Searing is cause for effect to finish. Slow cooking is to come to an end result, right? If you take your time smoking the cigar, and I'm not saying that you take one draw every five minutes and make it run, I'm not saying that. Your smoking patterns are your smoking patterns, but, if you allow the tobacco to combust naturally and just slowly heat up as it goes and the little bit of help you give it is as you draw through the cigar, you continue to help it combust and you keep going right on. But if you're just torquing on it as fast as you can, 
the two largest things that you're gonna do is one, you're gonna cause an uneven center burn on the cigar, right? Instead of the cigar cooking entirely all at once, you're just gonna pull through the middle, okay? And two, believe it or not, uh, the best way I compare this, have you ever eaten a lot of sour candy? Now your tongue gets raw? Yeah. Can't really taste anything and it hurts? You can burn Very your tongue. Acidic stuff. Yeah, you can burn your tongue smoking too fast. Now I don't mean burn as in like a blister is gonna pop up, you know, or something like you actually induce fire to your tongue. You can cook your tongue. Your palate will go away, right? It'll get dry, it'll feel weird. It'll, you'll start, you'll, you'll, you won't start salivating more, you'll stop salivating a little bit. You will cook your shit. Yeah. For that overall uh, answering that question, I think it's almost like the neat. It, it, and there's different makeup of cigars that would, would cause it to burn longer and take longer to get through, obviously. But I think the biggest thing, which me and you would agree on, it's the way you smoke a cigar. And that all comes back to how, why we're smoking cigars to, to begin with. It's all about relaxing. It's all about fellowship, getting together with somebody telling a story and little brotherhood or girly hoods if you got some girly hoods with sisterhood you. sisterhoods yeah. girly hoods they made a movie about it they had traveling pants oh okay good <laughs> well anyway but that's that's all so i'm saying there's really no clear-cut answer it's just how you smoke a cigar but it True. should you should relax and enjoy it True. and take your time i just i i will i will stand firm on i don't think um you know based on on the size of the cigar i i don't i I can't remember a time that I've sat down with a cigar and it not taken me 45 minutes. I think you're right. Like, period. Yeah. And I'm, dude, I, I, I'm talking uh, the coetes that we had from Tatuaje, right? Um, even even the um, uh, small brown labels that the name is slipping me right now. The little petite Coronas, dude. I mean, that may be the fastest cigar I've ever smoked. I think it still took me a half hour. If not, if not. Well, there are cigars you know. that we've smoked and just chucked in those. Well, I'm not talking about that. I you know. know. Yeah. But, you know, just the average, the average smoker. If you sit down and look, if you can't take the, So this is going to lead me into another question. You know, people have asked me about smoking and driving. Right. And the way I've answered it is, look, I, I smoke when I drive. I do. But I don't. If I'm going from, you know, my house to work is 21 minutes away. If that was a 21 minute drive where I could not continue that cigar when I got there, I'm not lighting a cigar. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's like you being out with your friends, hanging out all night, you know, everybody goes home, it's 12.30, you're tired, falling asleep, and you light a cigar. What's the why? What, what for? What, is, what are you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? I've never, the only time I've ever, well, I've never driven and smoked a cigar in anything. I've ridden with you. You've ridden with me, yeah. <laughs> But I've never done it in my truck, I think because Janine rides with me, um, who is my secretary, and I'll call her the CEO. I mean, she does a lot of my stuff. She's important. But there's hell no way she'd be getting in my truck if there was cigar smell in there. You know, no way. So I guess that's why I don't. I was actually thinking about it, though, because I've got my Jeep today. Um, I've got an O2 little yellow Jeep Wrangler two-door. And um, I was actually thinking it, but I guess I'm envisioning like ashes flying, like to keep an ash in yeah. that little thing yeah. ain't gonna work. Well, that's just that's what I tell but people. I see I'm these like, guys with motorcycles, and they I don't get have that. stogies. I don't, I don't understand that one because 
literally you're like when you're rolling around you're in a, a vacuum that's sucking all the air past your head i don't know what you're tasting you know maybe they just i don't know how you even like blowing yourself up or something maybe yourself it's on just fire. tobacco in their mouth could be it could be and, and there's and, and there's there's a lot of that that people do but like when you come back to the driving question people are like well why you know like how come you'll have a cigar when you're driving i'm like that's the thing i, I want to get across i've never started a cigar in my vehicle if where i'm going i can't finish that cigar right like i don't have like we talked about golf before i don't have you know i don't save coronas for the 35 minute roll over to the golf course right i don't i don't do that do you have anything left yeah very smig it yeah well let's finish let's get yeah. this off and then we'll uh we'll go into some other high proof let's try something you haven't had It'd be pretty cool yeah. um all right you know well. so that that comes Again, preference and stuff. I can't. I can't tell anybody what to do, but I, I do firmly stand by that. I don't. I don't think a cigar can last less than than forty. I'll come to forty minutes, really. You know, but also it's like if you're going in to light a cigar, and and you're, you know, I've I've always said this about cigars. They are very. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, humbling, you know. Like you, you've seen, you've seen people, and this is not a dig on cigarettes or vapes or anything like that. Look, you smoke what you smoke, but you've seen people run outside and they'll suck a cigarette down in three minutes, right? Just gone, done, bro. You sit down and you try and tear through, rip through a cigar, um, even even a very mild cigar. If you start pulling on it too fast, it will go straight to your head. It, it will, it will hook you up. It can happen, you know. Um, just take your time. Come into the cigar and relax, like we said. You know? Yeah, feel good. And if you're if you're a typical smoker, like, you know, like I talk about the cowboy, like when we first started hanging out, the guy smoked 60s. You know, he re rarely ever smoked anything under a 60. I think what you smoked under the 60 was the uh, Maduro Special Toro. Yeah. And once he started going into smaller cigars, you know, he smokes, the guy can smoke a Lancero at the same speed that he smokes a 60, you know? Um, but again, like I said, it comes down to your smoking preference, you know? It's like when we talked about, you know, how do you smoke a cigar before? Like, it really screwed me up trying to explain, like, my drawl tech. you know what I mean? I don't know, I just smoke a cigar, you know? It's really hard to explain, like, my drawl technique, you know what I mean? Well, you know? we kind of went over that the other time because I see guys smoking cigars and I think it would be fun when I see somebody smoke a cigar to write down some things about it because I've seen guys that are kind of like puffers. Like they put it and they do their lips like this. Kind of like a fucking duck. <laughs> and they're like, you know, puffing it in, like almost. And I'm like, well, that's really weird. But I think that all comes from a guy who maybe doesn't naturally, I don't know, I, I look around and I think you just, smoking it right just kind of comes natural a little bit. And I think you can be taught. Well, you, uh, you, Cass you is a learn. prime example. Wait till the next time you're with Cass. I hope you're listening to this. He's got a little different, he's got kind of that puffer thing. Some of the girls puff too, they do that little, well, they kind of suck it. Well, I have also I have also noticed this, and this is something I've actually been paying attention to a lot more recently. Um, I've met more and more people recently that are former cigarette smokers, and you know, for decades, right? I'm talking like minimum twenty years here, cigarette smokers, 
And their biggest issue with a cigar is they can't not inhale it, right? Like it's like, you know, they're just so used. So part of the, that, you still can taste the tobacco a little bit, but the smoke never holds in your mouth. So the urge, or the, 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 I guess you can call it muscle memory to inhale the smoke isn't there. Whereas if someone is holding it, and by the they way, might just, they might just inhale it. And by the way, of 100% of cigar smokers, we're probably only talking about 1% to 2% that really even give a shit, yeah. I think. Yeah. Because most guys are no, 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 it's no, it's, it's much most more Most guys that. and girls are buying cigars for the fun of it, yeah, the enjoyment but, of being with a group of people and having sure, fun. Sure, sure. But I, where I, will, I agree completely, but where I disagree is that I think there is more and more education available now to people that even if you are the social cigar smoker, right, you've socially smoked enough that you've got this... You don't know it. You're you're not necessarily intentionally delivering to a tobacconist what you're saying, but you've developed enough of a baseline that you care enough. You know what I mean? What about like breast it's, feeders? It's like very breast feeders would come. Breast feeders? Yeah, like breast feeders. A lot of kids don't get breastfed. They go right on like some sort of formula. Remember or, when I told you sometimes we take hard rights? I just thought it would be fun. We're in the turn, bro. I'm having a good time I today. am too. Let's go. Breastfeeders. <laughs> Let's do this. But they do, even though if they're not on the breast, though, that wouldn't work anyway because they're going to be on a bottle. If they didn't get the breast, they get the bottle. So they're on a nipple either way. Um, and that was just, you know, crazy things popped in my head. That's it? That was it. That's what? That's it? Uh, what the? F- <laughs> that's it? Uh, all right. I was thinking I had something. I don't know. There. I did too. And then I, I thought was, the I was bottle, in. well, they're going to be on the bottle then anyway. Either the bottle or the boob. All right. Well, <laughs> what I'm going to do. That was great. That was great. great. That was fantastic. All right. What I'm going to do is we're going to take another drink here of this Knob Creek, talk a little bit more about Stolen Throne, and uh, kind of get into this, this Crook of the Crown. Damn. I want to know what Crook That's of the pick. Crown. I'll give crook it to you there, buddy. of the Crown. Hey, guys. FFK here. Make sure to tune into every episode of Crafting Boodle. And don't forget that, as listeners, you guys receive a 15% discount on the entire order when you shop at my store. Promo code CRAFTBOODLE15. Once again, CRAFTBOODLE15. Make sure you follow me at Instagram at FFK underscore stands so you can receive that discount. And once again, thanks for listening and thanks for enjoying the podcast. So I wonder what Crook of the Crown Oh, never mind. I just, I just figured out my own question. Stolen throne cigars, crook of the crown. Right, it means the same thing. Stealing the crown, right, stolen he's throne. A crook. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we gotta do it. We gotta talk about. It. Oh, House of the Dragons, dude. House of the Dragons. After my bitch fit, I threw all Sunday night till Monday morning. Yeah, and it's funny because a couple guys were commenting on it, and I could tell you were like. Please do not say anything. You know, I, Bro, I was about to was a call. Big bitch, HBO well, Wild so the next morning, um, the Mad Russian sent over a, an article about it from Yahoo. So I was like, oh, okay. So I went into it, and this is just a sign of where technology is going, right? A lot of people don't have cable anymore. They use streaming services, so you pay for HBO Max, right? That's when you were telling me Romy said he got it. I'm like, no, nah, bro, you don't understand. I got that premium, 
I'd have known about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had the TV auto-tuned to switch to HBO at 7.45, you know? And not that it's going to play anything. I got to pick something to watch, but it went to the app. And uh, there was some excess million of people that were trying to stream that episode at the exact same time that it crashed the app. Oh, it crashed the app because mine didn't have any. So at, I was on HBO. You've got, you're on HBO Plus, yeah. So at um at I told you I stayed up, I was getting tired. It was like it was like t- five minutes after midnight. I hit play and it starts playing, and I was like, "Fuck this." We should have planned that. And planet. I went and I went to bed. So when I got up the next morning, it was like six forty-five. I got coffee, eggs, and a banana. I'm watching House of Dragons. And then, and then I think it was like, yeah, it was, because I think it was 7.45, I texted everybody, I was like, okay, I saw it. <laughs> well, the whole thing was, is I know Mark was pissed, and because, you know, all these guys, and then I threw in there, it's like, well, I'm watching this thing, and I don't even remember what the hell I said, but I had it on the big screen in my front room, and I had the volume up, the bass, you know, I got a big bass on the floor, and literally that dragon was like a freight train with Ooh. wings flying. Yeah through the picture screen through the room. Oh, well, was that, was the, that was the biggest thing about it. So look, this started in the end of the last season of Game of Thrones, the watch parties. Like people were setting up, there were watch parties here at Crew. Our nephews sent us pictures and they were all in outfits. Okay. It was weird. Well, okay. <laughs> it's not a football game, guys, calm down. Right. I, I'll nerd a little he was, bit. It had a black beard on it. No, it you're, you're just, no, yeah. we're not going to that party. No, I know that. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, this would have been a cool place to have it. Dude, they did, they did them here during uh, Seven of Thrones. Um, but, uh, or Six, whichever the last season was. Um, so there were a bunch of watch parties. And with these new systems, like you have, you know, the Xbox and the PlayStation, um, you can do, like you can watch. So say you're on an Xbox, uh, all the boys are on Xbox, we're spread out, right? I could go to my HBO, as long as everyone had HBO, you could start a watch party, right? So you had all of that trying to do it as well now like in the big cities like in in chicago new york austin like people were having when i say watch party there were you know 50 60 100 people and they couldn't stream it sucks to be that right (laughs) so i've just decided that there will be no house of the dragon conversation until monday at 9 a.m every week because i'm not going to catch it till monday at 6 45. Well, I just was thinking of this screen now, man. This is something that is going to be a hell of a lot of fun. I think he's got a great little niche going here. Well, this just got rotated into the Chief game lineup this year. I just tried to drop this damn thing. Yeah, you, you are literally fucking up the butcher block. Yeah, well, I uh, I gave it the uh, impromptu time and let it go. Well, we are officially done with the knob. Yes. The last bit of that, and I kicked myself in the pants because I think those were $34 a piece. Really? And um, and this is, I know you said this in the beginning. I want to double come kind of track back to this a little bit. This was a Longhorn Steakhouse pick, right? But it was purchased by Bubbles? Yeah, so I guess what the deal is, if you've got some liquor stores in town, especially Kansas City, that move a lot of product, so say Long Branch bought a a barrel. Longhorn, yeah. Or okay, Long, there used to be a Long Branch up there too. So Longhorn, anyway, they bought it. Let's just say they got 250 bottles out of that barrel. And they were just sitting around, sitting around, and they just weren't moving. 
and somebody knew bubbles or whatever and he goes hey you want to buy the remainder of our stock we're just we want to move on it's not moving that well and i don't think it's not moving because it's not good because it's fantastic but i think they got a deal where hey you guys get those uh barrels and if they're not moving we'll take them and move them for you which is all right it's awesome yeah that's awesome all right so what we're going to do next um <clears throat> This past weekend over at the house, we had one of our uh, fantasy football drafts. And, uh, you know, the Bourbon Cowboy is not much of a fantasy guy, but he does enjoy sitting there watching me kick everybody's ass, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, Oh, yeah, I'm throwing it out. But he went on – I kind of – you know, we we do this often whenever we're together. It's like we're at each other's house. It's like, all right, you got the next port. Go get something. Well, this guy went on a a scotch kick and uh, started with – uh, and I did still call him. Uh, we had edition four. You you do it with scotch. Yeah. And I've had the the purple, which I think is five. five. Yep. And then we we've had the blue, blue is which six. is six. But I had never had that four, and I'd always considered buying a bottle of it. But now, to get that bottle, you're probably looking at two thirty, two fifty. Shit. To get it, and I hadn't had it, so you I know when like, you think about it, that's not bad because now those bottles are one hundred seventy bucks, and they come out anyway. So. Well, either way, uh-huh. I threw I threw him for a loop, and I'm like getting with some scotch, and I thought five was my favorite, but damn, that four was really good. Four is really good, and then we did uh, went from there to a Glen Oak 17, which is a true 17 year. Uh, that was a really cool combination from about that bottle's old. Dude. That was like 2018. Um, was that the only two we did? Well, yeah, well, because what we started doing was we, we got the, the Mad Russian was making some picks, too. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. Uh, we did a Highland there and everything like that. So, there are not, there are more now than there were originally, but most, almost, when I say most, but almost all, a lot of Scotch whiskey producers do not do cast strength product. Um, I think part of that reason from drinking scotch so often is that a lot of what's admired in scotch whiskeys, scotch product, is that all of the, the fruits come heavily through. There's not a lot of barrel attributed in scotch. Like, so if you've got a Highland or a Space Side, you're going to get a lot of fruits. You're going to get a lot of nuts and berries and things like that. And if you have an Isla Scotch or a Midland, um, you're gonna have the peat, right? The moss taste is gonna come forward. Um, so McAllen was one of the original first people to do a cast strength um, finish. And what's unique about it is this is the McAllen Classic Cut. Uh, this is a 105 point something, I believe, proof Scotch. Um, still finished in its sherry, sherry finish. Uh, you can see that it's got a dusty amber color to it. It almost looks like nitrates are floating around inside of it. Uh, but this is one of my favorite McAllen's. Um, I keep this one backed up when I can find it. Um, and Cowboys never had it, so why not? Um, I'm very pleased with this Stolen Throne stuff. I am and too, I'm yeah. not kidding. He's crook of the crowns. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try the other ones too. That'll be fun. So let's cheers this. That's why I told Brian keep the account open because I'm sure we'll end up buying. Oh uh, yeah, before. try that and then let me know what. 
Too tight. See how the Just nose? Right on the nose, I'm not getting a, a super peaty at it's, all. It, it won't be peaty. There will be no peat in McAllen, right? But you, you, I think you translate peat to barrel heat from bourbon to, to scotch. Oh. Uh, but that's what I'm still getting at. At 105, there is no barrel on the nose. Listen, if I got oh, caught on a desert island, I'd be happy as shit to have this. Right. Are you kidding me? It's you know well, how we talk about it. I'd be happy to have anything. Well, if you're stuck on a desert island, yeah. But that was... And one of the funniest responses that Desert Island thing, somebody, you know, you inevitably always get this question, like, what's your favorite whiskey? What's your favorite cigar? If you had to live with one, what would it be? And you can answer that any way you want, right? Like, you know, currently right now, if I got stranded with this ashtray and stolen throwing cigars, I wouldn't bitch to anybody. I'd just die happy, right? It doesn't matter. But if you could pick it, right? Everyone's always throwing things out. There was this old man sitting there and he goes, Look, I'll tell you what, if I'm stranded with with a pig, what did he say? He said a pig, twigs to make a house, a container full of Swisher sweets, and all the yellow corn that I could drink, I'd die a happy man. Hell yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone goes, what? He goes, you're stranded. No one's coming. What are you bitching about? Well, I think somebody put something out because I remember me and Janine being down in Florida. Me mellow corn, sorry. Mellow, isn't mellow corn the like the, the cheap plastic bottle whiskey? Oh, Mel yeah. Am yeah, I saying yeah, that right? Yeah, I see I it like yes. at package stores. It's got kind of a crazy green and yellow label. Yeah, and it, it sits under the, the Russian the Russian like, vodka. God, if I was stranded with that, I don't know that I'd be happy. Well, you'd be able but to start a fire. You start a fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> Catch myself on fire. <laughs> But me and Janine were down in Florida. We've been down there three or four days, and somebody on Facebook said, if you had to only be able to have one food and you were stranded or some shit, the stranded shit again, and it was like pizza, burgers, tacos, or steak. Steak. And I told her, I said it would be tacos. Steak. And she said, no way. Why would we do tacos? And I says, babe, we've been down here five days. We've had tacos every day. <laughs> because there's a place down there called Tequila and Tacos or Taco yeah, and Tequila. Taco Tequila. And absolutely one of my favorite places. I loved it. Their chips were good. The salsa was good. My girl was good. The palm trees were good. Everything was good. So I couldn't go wrong with tacos. Because you can put anything in tacos. Yeah, you, you know the... You can put steak, yeah, fish... Right. Or, I mean, you could, or you can just constitutes a taco. You can eat put the anything steak. in there. We can have steak in the taco. That's that infamous question. What makes a sandwich a sandwich and a taco a taco? Right. Got steak sandwiches. Got What's up? steak burgers. What's the difference? Right. Got steak burgers. Meat, cheese, and veggies inside two sides that fold together and you eat it. Ooh. It's a good thing to talk about because even pizzas. Oh, uh, order me up a Reuben pizza. A Hawaiian pizza. Okay. No a burger thing. pizza. No such thing as a Hawaiian pizza, okay. And a uh, Reuben doesn't belong on pizza. Uh, California pizza serves a Hawaiian pizza. Mm -hmm. It's got a funny story about that when Papa John's first did that. It's hilarious. <laughs> um, hey, we got to talk about this past weekend, man. Um, Pig and whiskey down at Schlafly. I liked it. That was dope. It was great. Down there for the lit booth. Had a lot of fun. Met a lot of really cool people. Sold cigars. Was great. Got to smoke with people. You know, we kind of like created our own little lounge. Like Saturday was nuts. You know, like you could smoke anywhere in there, right? 
But around like Saturday at seven o'clock, I had like 10 people just sitting there smoking cigars, huddled around the ashtrays and everybody's talking, hanging out. It was really it cool. It would be cool to have like some lit, portable, like captain chairs. Like yours, that would be really yeah. That, that would that would be dope, and I'm like I'm sure that's something that will be done future. But it's really interesting when you do these kind of events because you don't know what you're walking into. You know what I mean? Like you just don't. But I'll tell you what, they that event was handled well. It was great. Um, well, oh, what the hell was I gonna say? We gotta talk about bullet setup. Oh, and shout out to Fat and Calf. Look, I had some food when I was down there. Fat and Calf. That was the best damn food I had the entire time I was down there. And people ask me, like, well, what about the barbecue? I'm like, dude, look, there's good barbecue, okay? You can always find good barbecue, right? There's no shortage of great barbecue spots. Fat and Calf, that food they made was downright amazing. Amazing. They're on, uh, they're on Instagram, the Fat and Calf. Uh, they don't have a storefront. They do, like, catering and pop-up events and... You can buy their sausages. I want to say it's their sausages, their rice, and their sauces. It's 61 Schnook locations. They're kind of a big deal, right? Food was amazing. I would have loved to try it, but man, the lines were like 30 the, minutes off. The Bullet Boys uh, from Bullet Bourbon, and I, were those the owners? I didn't, I didn't go to Bullet. I, didn't, I just kind of checked out their setup, how they were displaying and serving the bullet for trials, kind of out of a sleeper, an old school sleeper. And I don't even know if that's a, the proper way to call I it. I think that's what that's called. Because it's in the, the old It's school, the half, half moon shaped, you know, they're about five and a half feet long. It's just a trailer with a bed in it. Yep. And then in the front of it, you have what would be your storage. They opened it up and turned it into a, a whiskey display, like a little bar, had their cups, they had a rinse sink in it, um, you know. Those guys were those guys were great and it was super cool, man. You know, the music was was it was really cool to see all the different music going on. Um, and hand, hats off to Schlafly, those guys were great too. But the music ran all day. All day. There was never a lull in music, which was great. Now it wasn't, you know, except like, to change the band. Well, whatever. on Friday. Well, see on Friday they had the lulls, but like on Saturday when the bands were in between they had music playing on big speakers. Oh, so as soon it. as the band signed off and like the stage crew came on to move all the wires and speakers and you know set up whatever they have to do, music came on. Um, now, Saturday was just Screamo, Heavy Metal, and Sebastian Bach, which Sebastian Bach was cool. He was at the end of the night. Um, but Sunday would have been the show, man. I mean, you had Story of the Year and then Tech Nine shut it down. And it just, everything, everything was great. It was super cool. And it was really cool to talk to those guys too, because I thought that was a St. Louis thing. It's not. They're out of. That's like a. I think it's. A, I want to say it was a Michigan-based company. They do these pig and whiskeys like all all over the country. But this was the first year. Correct? First year in St. Louis. Yeah. Well, I liked it. I love that shit, man. Yeah, it's so uh, much fun. Uh, yeah, it got me really geared up to us doing shows like that i mean we've done you know we've done cigar events we've done the rat run we've done some golf tournaments and i know these um and we'd have to look into the logistics we probably have to get some sort of permit but uh the logistics of like the, the food trucks now these food truck parks are setting up 
and I hear there are guys that pull up and they have their cigar truck or whatever they oh cool and they open up and they have chairs and you can buy cigars and whatever and I don't know if they allow you to bring coolers I'm assuming they do to these I don't know that to be true. Well, I'm sure you can, but because... You got beer, like, I went to Coddle. What's the difference? I know that's the one you're talking about because we've been talking about that. What's the difference between bringing a cooler to that and bringing a cooler to Forest Park with a bunch of people to hang out? Well, you don't have food trucks. There's food trucks in Forest Park. Okay, well, I'm, well, just drive... You mean drive it? I mean, what are you talking about? I'm saying, like, if you bring a cooler, right? If, if yeah. you're rolling out for the day at Forest Park or if you're going to the farmer's market, right? Can you bring a cooler and... Shop around? Yeah, I guess so. Right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm asking. I mean, I've, well, I think well, I've never, certain, let me put it this way. I've never been in trouble for it. <laughs> no. Well, you know? yeah. Like, well, we have here at the Pear Park, they've got all the neighbors and people come in. They take the little cooler, put it in their wagon, and they roll it out there. And everybody's got salsa and chips in their drinks, and they watch the thing and pack it all yeah. back up. But I guess my thought was, I love that idea, and it's cool. And you can buy beer there. They've got a little bourbon and wine hut and everything. You can either bring your shit, I believe, or you can buy it there. But then there is the little Craft Impuro gizmo or whatever we come up with. I know um, um, AP has that their little crazy Mike's got a sleeper. Really That's cool. a sleeper he pulls, though. And um, I was thinking maybe uh, here in the future... Oh, craft and puro wagon or something, or the something kind of cool we can do. Set up some chairs, people can smoke, they've got their drinks, and they can enjoy our cigars. I believe the only thing we need to do is maybe get a one day permit or something like that. I'm not sure. We'll look into it. Yeah, first thing we gotta do is have an event to do it at. So once we get invited to do one of those, we'll figure it out. Do I think you're right. Invited? I mean, so oh, like, you can't just oh yeah oh hell yeah dude you can't just uh well you know I so Lit didn't look into the whiskey thing uh, Shapley's called them and asked them to do that I I'm going to assume that well obviously there was a conversation between Lit and and well, Pig and whiskey I don't know what that conversation was I don't I don't know that uh, but obviously it had to be there because you know those booths probably had to be again I I don't know um, yeah. they had to be rented at least. You know, um, but I know for a fact, like out there at Collinville where the food trucks go, we can't just whip up, plop down and sell cigars. No, I think we'd have to contact yeah. them and say, hey, we've got a little gig. Um, we'd like to come out for the day, see how you guys like us. But the first time you'll see whatever the new build-up setup we're going to have um, will be October 15th. Now, we don't have a name for this thing yet, but October 15th will be it lit. We're going to have live music. It's going to be, we're going to have barbecue. Um, it's going to be Table 36 cigars, Craft Impero cigars, um, and STL cigars with Scott. Um, be out there. Uh, I think we're going to have Missouri Brewing out there. Uh, looks like still 630 is in the works to be out there. Blacksmith Brewing will be out there. It's going to be a big St. Louis blowout, kind of a fall party, which will be a lot of fun. And that will be the first that you'll see of our – or get up. We're getting some shit going. Yeah, I'm be excited. Cool. It's going to be a lot of fun. I like this McAllen, buddy. I'm telling you, man. And that one's not bad. You can, again, this is one of those one of those bottles where I talk about it. Like, it's not, it's not that it's rare. It's not that you can't buy it. It's just a matter of who has it. What's the price point on that? Uh, about $130. Hmm. 
131. I haven't bought one. But again, it's I bought it. I bought. Well, I bought it this year. I bought it this year. It was price point as much as just finding one. Yeah, and that and see, and that's the crazy thing about it. It's not. It's not rare. Like this is not an. Well, everything's allocated now, but it's not an allocated like that product. It's there. It's just a matter of who's got it. You know, it's one of those bottles that if you're not moving a lot of scotch at your store, you're not going to bring in classic cut. You know what I mean? You know, um, I will say this. I'll give Total Wine props here. It's the one place I've never had a problem finding it. You know, um, now there's been times where I've gone and it's been sold out, but it typically is, is always there. Pretty much. Julio. Yeah. So how you digging on the cigar, man? Dude, I have no fault. How do you feel about the cigar with this is with the McCallum versus the Knob Creek? Because you know Knob Creek's oversweet, right? Overly sweet. But I would say probably right off the cuff, McCallum's a better um, pairing than the uh, knob. Yeah. But I love them both. And this cigar is damn nice. Damn nice. Yeah, hats off to stolen throw, man. This is uh, this is great. I'm gonna get the other two. I'm even gonna do the box press and the Habano Oscuro. See what happens on it. Okay, so we got. Let's do another question here. We got popping up. Love uh, it. Let's see. If you could pick your favorite. Okay, this is going to be weird because you don't have a favorite cigar, right? Um, a cigar, let's do this. A cigar you're excited about right now, would you rather have it in a Lancero or a Churchill? Well, you know what my answer is going to be to that. I'm just, it's not that I don't like Lanceros. It's just a little out of my wheelhouse. Um, and I like smoking them, and it's great. It's just, I just prefer a different size. Um, so... There's my answer to that, but I think that's a rude question because I want it in both sizes. Well, I'm a, thing, I'm a Churchill guy. Like you know how much I like Lanceros, right? But a true Churchill, man. Like it's it's a cigar, dude. It's a hell of a cigar. It's a it's a classic cigar. Um, you know, I mean the namesake and the size was named after an individual. You know, like it was, or the namesake was taken to it just for a size that was already made. Um, Winston Churchill, if you're not here with what I'm talking about. Right. Um, but there's something about a Churchill, man. Like, I don't know. You know, it's like. Because well, I have the Davinoff Churchill. Late hour. Late hour. And that's the and that Every time I open that box and start to grab one, I'm like, yep. Ooh, that's yep. something real special. Now, look, Wait, the, the Toro, the Toro size in that, that, that yeah. we have, because uh, Lit had the Toro, and that, that was the first time I'd smoked the Toro in the late hour. Look, that's a damn good cigar, man. Yeah. That's a damn good cigar. But there's something about a Churchill. So to answer his question, uh, definitely I'm a Churchill guy too, and I would say if I would be excited about it, and I'm not trying to jump on our bandwagon, but... I'm excited at some point in our pulling cigars and our, you know, start of our cigar business, that, which we're a little ways in now, is going back to the Cyclops and offering different offerings and sizes in the Cyclops. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, I want to have Cyclops guys who, you know, obviously there's going to be like any any cigar line. There's going to be guys who like love all your cigars, kind of like that first one, like that Cyclops. So then to be able to offer that in different sizes, I think it's going to be exciting. Well, we're that's the like. that's the romance on a cigar, right? Because you know I say this all the time: you fall in love with a certain size, you know, or a blend in the same line, right? Um, you know, you look at, okay, let's, we'll talk uh, Luciano and, and the Traveler, um, or the Dreamer, sorry. I, look, man, the that Lancero is still money for me, 100%. Now, there's three other sizes that came out in it, and some people have really came off the, Lanc the Lancero and either gone to the number four of the Bellicosa, and they're like, dude, it's, it's the best. I'm like, bro, I like it, but I'm like, that Lancero still holds true, you know? Um, look at something as far as blend goes. You look at Mil Diaz from Crownheads. Uh, that Maranitos, that Maduro wrapper. <laughs> Money. Now, the Escoguitos will always go down solid with me. That's that double Corona kind of size that we smoked uh, at Winty's. Um, that, you know, love it. Um, but it, you could also have that same talk conversation. And when you look at Las Calaveras every year, right? You're gonna have, there's three sizes of a box you can pick, or you can smoke all three. You know, except the Lancer. Except well, that's a sampler pack. That's yeah. to the side. But same cigar, right? Now, obviously, the flavors are gonna change a little bit based on how much wrapper, depending on the cigar. Um, you know, just a little bit. The, the working with the binder and filler, but you're gonna find your favorite inside of them. So I do, I do like that. But I, I want to, you know, like how dope would it be to have a Churchill Cyclops in a box? What? What? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or to do a do a bellicoso in it, you know, or whichever. It, it would just it would be really cool to to take a blend that you have, and I I'm sure this is how you know a lot of blenders think, a lot of companies think. It's you know when you're much when you're a much bigger company, there's a reason that you have in the same line you have to offer different sizes because you have people that smoke different sizes in cigars, right? They have the Vitola they enjoy, and that's just that. Uh, but it's also fun when you have something, for example, like the Dreamer. It was a Lancero for two years, two and two and a half, three years. It was a Lancero, right? And then it was like, Luciano goes, okay, cool. Let's do the same thing and drop three new sizes. Love it. Right? Love and then it's like, okay, well, now you have, maybe there were people, because look, Lanceros and Churchills, they're still probably the two most denied sizes, you know, because I, I think a lot of times either somebody had a Lancero that they cut it wrong and it was just so hard to smoke, they couldn't do it again. But I think that that, that old mindset is still there when they look at a size, right? You look at a, you'll look at a Churchill and go, oh shit, that's too long, right? But then you'll smoke a double Robusto, right? <laughs> and it's like, well, it's, you know, same thing, just one looks smaller. You know what I mean? And I think a lot of people will get sucked into that and get stuck in there. I love it. We have all kinds of creative thoughts. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love it. But you can't get too excited because guess what? This fall, it's all about the Reaper. And then the Hooligan, which is you know, Halloween inspired through um, my buddy Screaming Jay Hawkins on a hooligan night. Um, 
Yeah, it's going to be great fall. I'm really getting excited about it. We're just getting ready to put our last week in August away and then September. Man, it just seems like the summer was here, but it right. was hot and muggy mother. All right, so this is this is something I wanted to talk about too. Uh, do you know what an NFT is? An NFT, yes. Yep, you do? Yes. Okay. I don't know how to explain it to anybody, but I know they're bullshit. So I guess what, in layman terms, what they're trying to do is sell a particular moment or video experience or um, like an NFT for like Jordan. Maybe like Jordan played, I don't know how many years, but let's just say 20, maybe more than that. But out of his 20 moments, there was one game where there was this great shot from the corner and somebody wants to own that video or that 30 second NFT, you can buy that. Okay, all right, so. I mean, I think that's the best way to put it. Now I know uh, the latest thing was, I wanna say it was Rambo. Um, well, here, I'm gonna Stallone give you, I'm gonna give you the latest some thing. NFTs on some shit. The Florida Minicana Cigars, LFD, okay? Yeah. So you're aware of the Andalusian Bull. You were you were part of the crowd with me when the nineteen bull dropped and we were all pissed about it because yeah, it was very it was, a it was a real cream light cream puff yeah, yeah. Um, and we all know you know if you've been around the cigar industry if you've paid attention to anything we've known the troubles that LFD's gone through in the past you know five years right Dude, it's called the bull <laughs> hang on so they released the golden NFT of the Andalusian bull okay now what this allows you to do is. Um, they released the golden bullion humidor filled with 50 Andalusian bull. Um, it is encrusted with 18 karat gold LFD emblem. Only seven will be made. Um, and it's a, it looks like it's a Corona or a double Corona size. Okay. This is the NFT. All right. Oh. Now. What happens when you buy the NFT is once a month, you are able to then purchase up to, I want to say it's 50 of these cigars, okay? Now, those cigars are going to cost you three to 5000 for the 50 cigars, okay? There have been one, two, three, four, five, six NFTs sold by LFD already. Can you guess close to even the amount of the first one? No. The first one sold for 85000 the second one, 78,000. The next three, 90,000, 90,000, 92,000. The one that closed yesterday sold for 81.7. And the next one closes tomorrow. Almost $100,000 for an NFT that then allows you to spend anywhere between 36 and 54,000 more dollars a year to purchase cigars. The only way you can purchase these cigars is if you spend the money to buy this NFT. It's hard to wrap my head around that. Right? Is that where we're going? Right. No, fuck, dude. Is that where Ain't nobody paying, ain't nobody paying $5 for that NFT. <laughs> and I'll be the opening bid. Uh, you know why? Because I don't know what it's for. It doesn't make any sense. None at all. You're buying a marker, per se, to buy exclusive cigars. Yeah, but isn't the point of an NFT like we just talked about? It's supposed to be exclusive. You're the only one with the NFT, right? You are the only one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're not. There's six other people that own one. Yeah, that's weird. Right? 
but it's weird to me and you, but obviously it's working for them. Well, that's true, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, look, I guess if you got $90,000 to buy some, some, some bullshit, you're doing now, okay. Now, I'm already in my head thinking about Stop. something else. Don't even think about it. I know, because yeah, I'm going to throw it out like the boob, yeah. and it's not going to It's not gonna gonna crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it is crazy. It's going, you know where it's going? Nowhere. Yeah. You're listening to Stone Tribe on the Craft and Puro podcast. Download our brand new song, Island Time, and help us raise money for United Cerebral Palsy. 25% of our profits go to help families pay for desperately needed medical equipment and procedures. Connect with Stone Tribe at stonetribemusic.com for music and the latest Stone Tribe merch. Yeah, it's just absolutely insane. So we're getting down to the end of these stolen thrones. Yeah, we're about... Have you had a relight? No. I haven't either. I touched it, I touched it up time. once, but... And there you go, for smoking purposes. We're talking and smoking. It's an hour and 20 minutes into the yeah, story. Yeah, I'm giving you kudos for picking this, because I was, I was thinking we would have done something different than this, but glad you did, because we always need variety, and this is freaking really good. And it's and good. Like it's a great label, cigar. Because it reminds me of kind of what we're doing label-wise. Yeah. Although we're black and white, they threw a little red in it. But it's still a simple label, man. There's no, there's no right. two. And I'll take you in there. Now, now I do love their display boxes. They look cooler than shit. But when you buy a bundle of them, let me show you how the bundle's done. I'll take you in there and show you. It's, uh, it's black wax paper that seals them in. And then they dripped wax on the front and stamped it. Like an old, like a medieval letter. Like, oh, like a with the rings, letter. Like, and you both have yeah. a ring. And, and we like... And kissed it. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. But now That's awesome. they have it, and now we can't do it. That's kind oh, of weird. No. Look, somebody told me this a long time ago. An original idea is not an original idea. You know why? I know that. I've heard that. somebody times. else had the idea first. You just changed yeah, it. Yeah, there are new, new ideas. Yeah. Right, I heard that. You know. But I like that. So that's like, a good cigar, man. I, we have a box where a we have cigar. an indent on the on the the top of the box. You know how we've got the reaper now, and we just have a hollow point where we drip our wax in there. We take our rings and we just we'd have to have rings. Well, we get you know possibilities. In the future. Well, yeah, we're just straight stealing John's ideas now. I love that. Yeah, that'd be cool. So uh, this is a really funny question, and I want to throw this out. Uh, if you sit on your thumb on accident, do you report yourself a rape? Does it depend on if you like it or not? I got to tell you. If you I, guys could see his face right first now. First of all, I don't know that I've ever sat <laughs> on my thumb. and Ryan, that's for you. And listen, I could really get into that because I've had a recent conversation about this with my wife. And don't think where this was going, but... I'll bring it up because this is what we do. From time to time, I don't like using public bathrooms, but we, we have to, it happens. The paper that they offer in the bathrooms is, I don't even know what the hell it is. And then you get the itchies after you've had to use a bathroom from time to time. And I always tell my wife, I'm like, damn it. I had to use that crappy, you know, toilet paper. And it's crappy. And she's like, well, you know, there's like a little thing for that. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, like a little cream, like baby. And I'm like, no, I ain't going there. And then I was telling her, last conversation I had with a group of guys, they do these dude wipes. Yeah, I have dude wipes. I take them camping. Yeah. Yeah. I've they're, done they're, the dude wipes. They're biodegradable. They're great. Um, it's, it's a, um, uh, it's, 
it's basically an adult wet wipe. Yeah. You know, like you use on a, on a baby. It's like a baby, but adult. Yeah, that's why. Yeah, dude. They don't have any. There's no, you know, there's no alcohol or scents in them or anything like that. They're biodegradable. Um, secret hint: they're actually a great fire starter. And apparently, you have the whole dude towel too. Like you can take like a quick shower with the damn thing. Like yeah. wipe yourself down. But anyway, to get back to the original question, no, I've never sat on my thumb, and no, I would never. Even as crazy as I get. So, so I want to we'll ask this question. This is kind of fun. If you haven't seen the video, I'm going to show it to you. Um, somebody asked me the other day about dipping your cigars. And uh, I always end this this question with, well, once you buy it, you can do whatever you want with it. Right. You know, like I'm never, I'm never that guy that's going to tell someone how to, you know, if, if you don't know, obviously I'll help you walk you through it. Um, but I won't. I won't just uh, you know tell you what to do with what you've bought and how you're gonna smoke or anything like that, right? Um, you know, it's always the question like someone will get ice with their whiskey and they go, "Yeah, I know, I'm a pussy." I'm like, "Hey, man, it's your whiskey, dude. Do it your way. You're good to go." You know? Um, have you seen the Arnold Schwarzenegger video? Of uh, like, how he soaks his cigars in tequila. I have not seen. You've that. not seen that? I've seen the one where he's like. I smoke stogies. Like, yeah, yeah, I can smoke stogies at my house anytime. So, I'll show you the video when we're done here, just so the sound doesn't hop on and I'll get yelled at by aficionado or something. But um, I had Arnold used to be one of the guys I always wanted to smoke with. Like I had a chance to get him and Stallone in a room and just smoke for hours. You know, I had it. I told you. I know. You. I know. I know. You almost did. Still pissed me. Um, but I lost a lot of smoking. Want to hang out, respect with him after this. So this video gets put out on a fish now. It's probably two years ago now, it's, or at least a year. It's been a while. And he talks about when he was filming, I want to say it was one of the um, Terminator movies. He had met someone that showed him what to do with a cigar, and he's only done it this way since then. That's how he smokes cigars. So he takes the cigar out, and before he cuts it, he dips both ends in the tequila, and then he rubs both the ends. both ends. Then he rubs the tequila all over the cigar. Then he rolls it, rolls it in his mouth, cuts it, and he lights it. All right, I now don't get me wrong. About five years ago, I was in Springfield, and I had bought some Pappy. I did a, a shot, my first shot of Pappy Fifteen or something, and I dipped the end on it a little bit and let it sit for um, the cigar I was gonna light that night. I did dip the end, like you know, where I cut it. I did dip it in, in Pappy and let it sit for about an hour. Um, but to think that you could dip it and then smoke it, I I don't get that. And you're the you're the uh, technical guy on the crew here. It, it, that makes no sense to me at all. Well, you I mean you you can. I'm not saying it's not wrong. I'm just saying it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I don't know. It's it's weird. I First mean, of all, I I just don't think it's gonna smoke that great. Here, you drunk it in tequila. Yeah, I'll talk. I want you to watch this. Go ahead. Um, so I'm gonna get him to watch that video because I want him to kind of see it and, and know what's going on. But uh, it's uh, it's been cool hanging out here at Crew today. We're gonna hang out a little bit afterwards. Maybe have another cigar or so. But. Uh, yeah, we got a lot going on. I know I talked back on a couple podcasts ago, and I kind of messed up the date a little bit. But uh, Lit Cigar Lounge and Tatuaje Cigars, as well as Vito's in the Valley in Chesterfield, Missouri, um, it, we're doing the third—I uh, can't say annual, but it's like the third event dinner 
that Lit Cigar Lounge is doing. Uh, it's September 8th. Um, there are three total buying options. Uh, Angel's Envy is going to be there for the dinner. We've got three different buying options. The first one includes your entire dinner. You get a Latatier cigar, you get a special size in the Miami 10, as well as two custom cocktails from Angel's Envy, as well as a pour of Angel's Envy bourbon and Angel's Envy bourbon rye. And then there is a bar open if you want to order drinks from there. Now that four course menu is customizable. You will have different options for each of the four courses. Now the ticket option there is you can have the entire dinner experience, meaning the dinner, the cocktails, and the cigars. Or if you don't smoke, you can have the dinner and the cocktails. That's a different cost. And if you don't drink, you can have the dinner and just the cigars. And that's a different cost as well. So three different costs there. Um, no ticket costs more than $170. Tip and gratuity is included. So you just come down, enjoy your cigars, enjoy your cocktails and your food, and you hang out with all of us. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I'm really, really um, surprised and, and really happy with this Stolen Throne cigars. This is good. I do like this cigar. As it's getting closer and closer to the end of the cigar, that dry spice is really starting to build up um, towards the back of your palate. And it goes really well with the classic cut. It, it meets perfectly with that high strength or that high proof scotch rollout. You know, the sweetness that you pull through, but you still draw that very liqueur type barrel finish that you get in a high proof scotch with the cigar. Really enjoying it. I was, okay, so I'm not done with the video, but what he did was, is he poured a, upright shot glass and he dipped uh, a cedar strip like a spanish cedar strip and then he kind of rubbed like painted the cigar yeah i was i was kind of all on board with that i was like well and then he rolled it and probably because of the alcohol content it dried on that wrapper probably fairly quickly and i was all but then he just dipped the whole end of it in the tequila and it's stuck in his mouth and he goes life's beautiful and i'm like well, i don't know if i buy that but i don't know man that was interesting. i don't know it's a very very you know unique thing and i think we should do it we should try it yeah fuck yeah why not i don't know why not we just gotta pick a good tequila though it's gonna be a good tequila we could do it with one of these today we we dude oh, you know yeah. what i'll do it we i'll do it time I will do it for the Patreon, but I will not talk about it on this podcast. you got to pay to see me do something that stupid. Okay, great. We'll do it. So, we're going to go ahead and wrap this out. Thank you guys for joining us here at Grand Cruise Cigars. Um, Jimmy, Brian, guys, thank you for letting us set up here. Um, like I said, I just want to run down this. If you go to the website, you will see the event calendar has been updated. Um, next Wednesday, the 31st, we have St. Albans in the morning. We'll be at St. Albans with all the crew. And then we have Casey Johnson from Tatawahe Cigars on the podcast that afternoon. Very excited about that. Um, really excited about that. That'll be really cool to dive in. We're going to pull out some very, very old Tatawahe stuff uh, just because you don't get this opportunity often. At least we don't. So we're going to do it. Uh, the and following are week. Are you talking about doing that on the podcast? On the podcast. Maybe the RCs. Mm, I got some. Yeah. I got some. I also have some. Because uh, the RCs are pretty good. I've exclusive. got some Spirit de Verites too from 16. So wow. Churchill size too. So we cool. can do those. Um, and then on the 7th, we have 
Mickey Pegg from All Saints Cigars with Tommy Klein of 314 Cigars. He's a broker here and in that's St. Louis. A lot of fun. And that's a lot of fun. Uh, better bring a case of JTS Brown. And then, <laughs> and then on the 14th. No, 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 no. He, he's the Dent. Dent. JT, JW Dent. Dent. That's right. Yeah. yeah, case of JW Dent. And then on the 14th at Lit Cigar Lounge, we have Neil and Gerard, the owners of Jake Wyatt Cigars. Gonna see if maybe I can't locate one of those soft flame lighters before then, so we can uh, talk about that. That's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, there's an event that night on the 14th at Lit Cigar Lounge uh, with Jake White Cigars. So if you can make it, come out and do that. So I'll get out of here, let the Bourbon Cowboys sign us off uh, from the Viking Mahal. Thank you guys so much, and we will see you next week for a yeah, lot of fun. For sure, man. Listen from the Bourbon Cowboy. Hope you guys enjoyed this show, and as always, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Giddy up.